listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. No. Who are you? Not Jen. A Christmas elf? I am a Christmas elf because... <gasps> Merry Christmas! Christmas! Woohoo! Woo-hoo! And guys, obviously you know, we are your resident Christmassy best friends here to help you along your relationship journey. Think of us as your very own little fun fairy elves Christmassy BFFs. <laughs> We're bringing joy to the process and sprinkling love dust all over the damn place because... Come on, you do not date by yourself. It takes a village, and we are your dating community. And we bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests. Basically, these are our gifts to you, you know, to help you navigate the complicated world of dating and relationships. So help us in the podcast world by doing your part and giving us the gift of rating our show five stars and leaving comments about what you think. That's right, you guys. You can find us in the podcast world at It's Complicated Podcast. It's really that easy. If you're having trouble, though, getting a new episode every week, just unsubscribe and resubscribe again. And then iTunes will just send it to you just like that. It's going to just be every week you'll get our show. How amazing. Also, uh, we're on Spotify. So find us there. Tell a friend. It's so helpful um, when you share and you rate and comment because we love hearing and seeing who's out there and and watching our audience grow and we bringing you uh, fabulous offers and we love just interacting with you guys. So keep the rating, the five stars, the sharing, all of it. Keep it coming, you guys, because it helps us keep the village running. And we just want to keep helping you date and not date or whatever you want to do. Any of your relationship things. Yeah, we're just bringing you all the love and you can show us some love too. Yes. I think that would be nice. And also, if you want to escape any sort of family drama and tune into our podcast instead, you can tune people out. Yeah. And See? just tune into us. Tune in. Exactly. So Merry Christmas to you all. Um, We have beauty, dating, and lifestyle blogger Lindsay Cockburn in to discuss dating on reality TV and in Hollywood. That's its own special thing. Yes, it is. How to spot future fakers, and we'll tell you what that means later, and why taking a break from dating might just be the best gift you can give yourself this Christmas. I kind of like that, and we need to expand on that. You guys, Lindsay has a doctorate of audiology, so during the day, she helps deaf babies hear. I mean, hello, you know, those videos you see where they put the hearing aid in and the ba- it's like Stop. she must cry 4000 times a day. Um, anyway, so beautiful at night, though, Lindsay works on her beauty, dating and lifestyle blog called Blushing in Hollywood. So on Blushing in Hollywood, you can see Lindsay writing about topics like the Real Housewives beauty secrets, which totally like I need to know. Um, because we always watch them transform, right? Like the beginning of their first season, they like oh, look yeah. a certain way and then they get all the beauty tips and like, we need to know. Yeah. And, and they look totally different other than the plastic surgeries, but like, I'd love to know any of it. Beauty style, hair, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, she also talks about how to take a great selfie. So bad at that. Please help me. Dating red flags. Uh, we get you girl, how to use dating apps and just so many different things. It just spans over a ton of things. Obviously she's in Hollywood. So she's still, she also shares her hilariously bad dating stories that happen here too, which we can relate to. And she believes that life is too short not to live boldly and beautifully and indulge in whatever makes you happy. 
we like her. We do. And you know what else makes us happy? Yeah. Obviously, our nightcap. Woo! And it's the Christmas shams. I mean, so appropriate. It's the most. And it's because it's the most wonderful time of year, which calls for the most wonderful drink, too. It just never gets old. It's always good. Champagne is always good. Always. Nothing says Christmas like popping open a bottle of bubbles faster than you're popping off the wrapping paper to open your prezzies. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows we need some liquid refreshments to talk about dating in Hollywood. So cheers to that. We need it. Cheers. She's blushing in Hollywood, but that may not want to make her date in L.A. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We're We're so happy to have you here on Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, we're just so excited to talk about all like your brand and Hollywood related things because that's where we are. We talk about how the struggle is real when you're dating in the city. It's kind of like it works for any city that you're a major city that you're in. But dating can be hard in like a major city, especially this major city. Right. (laughs) Like you, you named your blog Blushing in Hollywood. Now, what does Hollywood mean to you? Yeah. I literally lived in Hollywood for like seven years. I finally made it out of Hollywood. I made it over to Beverly Hills. Um, But it just meant like... LA in general and then like the glitz and the glamour and at the very beginning when I first moved here you know I thought like hanging out with celebrities and meeting them was really fun and exciting things have changed since then oh yeah um you know that very glamorous life that you think of when people think of LA who haven't really been here and where are you from originally I'm from Florida South Florida so yeah Yeah. it was like a different (laughs) yeah that's a different it's a different world LA is different than anywhere even if you go like (laughs) 30 minutes away from here or Orange County or something. It's like a whole different world. It's its own bubble. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, okay, so when you think of Hollywood and you think of dating, like, wouldn't you think that there would be some glitz and glam involved? <laughs> that maybe there would be some courting or some, like, somebody's trying to impress it you? It would feel romantic, like, in the movies. Like but, La La Land? But it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you would think that it'd just be beautiful men walking around, just single, and, like, they just moved here and they're excited. And, and they want just, a relationship. Like, run into them at, like, the cool, like, Alfred coffee shop and, and just, like, hit it off right away but not so much no oh. it definitely does not happen like that here okay so your relationship status is single very single, single. yeah okay. what does very single mean because a lot of people say that so <laughs> we want to get everyone's different opinion about what that is very single as in like have not been on a date since January literally have not talked to an ex can't tell you the last time I talked to someone like I even dated previously but that's good like, though that's it's a, been a long it's been, a long time but like I'm not sad about it and I'm not feeling bad about it, which is a nice place to be, especially during the holidays. Absolutely. So, okay, if you haven't dated since January, was that a concerted effort? You haven't had time. You just don't want to. You haven't met anyone to go out with. Like, what has kept you from dating since January? I think after that, I just didn't really feel like it. (laughs) You just, sometimes you're just not in the mood. Like, dating is more than just going on the dates. Like, I have to be the person I want to be in the relationship, which means I have to do other things. I have to do things so I can talk about them on the dates, which is like this weird duality of like, am I being fake? Because I'm pretending I'm this person that has hobbies and like works out and like can talk about different things when I really want to be on my couch, eating Trader Joe's, watching Real Housewives. Like That sounds good to me. No, I hear you. You're trying to put your best foot forward. So there are things that you're doing that you're trying to like, okay, if you are into yoga or if you're 
you're into Pilates or if you're into hiking or if you're into this movie or that, you're not going to like just make yourself do those things out of nowhere. You're still being authentically you, but you want to have something to talk about. So you're trying to like keep yourself motivated and things. So it's like, it's a lot. Dating is, and especially for women, it's a lot. I know this sounds like maybe it's going to be a weird thing to say or like a polarizing thing to say, but like we get ready, we put makeup on, we do our hair. Like the process for a woman (laughs) typically is different for a man. So like the dating, it's a lot for us. They just show up too. I don't think any man is sitting around like, I better get some hobbies so I have something to talk about. Or what am I going to wear tonight? Like, like, does my hair look perfect? Like, (laughs) I just want to impress this girl. Like, I actually wonder about male intentions on going like when going on dates like what kind of pressure they put on themselves or any sort of sense of urgency to find a relationship because they have a whole different set of like either expectations or wants and needs and timelines for things or no timeline they don't have that same sense of urgency we might have if we're like you know our clock is ticking so what do they do to prep and show up I mean I guess that's for another episode we'll have to ask (laughs) I think there's they have their own set of of things that they're anxious about or expectations or things that they need to do to prepare or whatever. Like maybe they feel obligated because they pay a lot or they are expected to pay a lot and like kind of drive the date and the conversation and be sort of like in charge or whatever, if that's how they feel they should be. And that's kind of like the societal myth that surrounds like the duality and the sexes and like the gender roles. So I'm sure they have their own set of worries and things. I'm just saying when we're talking about like efforts and getting ready and shit like that, like (laughs) It's different for a woman. Like it, t- it fucking takes us forever to do our hair. And like it, you take five minutes, boy. Seriously. I actually, there have been times and I like, we'll talk more about like sort of not or maybe giving yourself the gift of a break this Christmas or just any other time you feel like doing it. But I have gone on dates where I'm like, I don't expect this to go well. So I'm going to put less effort in. I'm not going to do my hair. I'm going to show up in a bun. Maybe I'll throw on some lipstick to like compensate for the fact that I didn't do my hair. Yeah. Or maybe like my outfit will make up for it. But like there's just days where I'm like, fuck this business. I know I'm committed to going on a date and I should be going on dates because I'm single. And that's what you're supposed to do is put yourself out there. But I really don't feel like getting ready. Like, oh, what's yeah. that whole thing? And then driving in L.A., for example, let's talk about it. So we're specifically yeah. talking about Hollywood and L.A. and this city. <laughs> like it takes a half hour to go one mile. So like if you're <laughs> expecting me to like that talk, let's just talk about time for a second from getting ready to like getting to the date. That's yeah. hours already. You haven't even fucking started the date yet. I'm tired just thinking about it. Right. But, I, but I'm thinking about the other thing that that really um, changed for me dating wise in the last year is my whole life. I was so sure that like I was definitely going to be a mom. Like I definitely wanted to have kids. I was like, I've never been sure of any more sure of anything in my entire life. And like, I was going to be a mom and something happened this past year. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't have to be a mom. Right. And that, that gave me like a lot of freedom too. Cause before I felt a lot of pressure, like mm-hmm. I'm 33. So I felt a lot of like, well, I have to meet someone and then we have to date for a while and then we have to get in a relationship and then we have to get engaged and then we have to live together and then we have to be married for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have to start trying to have kids. And like, that's like years of time thinking about that's kind of scary. So that, that really put more pressure on me to, to keep dating, to keep going when maybe I didn't feel like it, but, um, but not having that 
feeling anymore has like lifted a lot. I think that's very liberating for you because you're like not saying no, I don't want kids or, or even yes, I do. You're just saying, I don't know if that's what the future holds for me. Right. It sounds like you have just an open mind about like what might happen, whether it is or isn't. Yeah. And it's hard because I feel like when you are so sure that you want it, it's, it's like, it might seem like I'm, giving up or something like that or I'm like oh it's just not gonna happen for me so like I don't care anymore You're but that's settling. really not how I feel I don't know how I got to this point yeah, I, don't, you I didn't don't think know. I was going to get you to don't this know point, what but. do you think like helped you come upon that discovery like it d- just kind of came to you or do you think there were experiences that happened like in dating and relationships that helped you realize like oh maybe I'm actually not dead set on this thing I think that I mean, I work with children and so That's right, you do, yeah. <laughs> so even though I enjoy that very much and I love spending time with children, I was like, you know what, maybe I don't need this all the time. I get a lot of this right here. And maybe <laughs> and- that was your instinct, you know, your life instinct, like you're having a motherly vibe on these children in this like in these families in this emotional state where you're helping them hear and like uh, alerting one of their senses like this is we've all seen the videos online it's mm. a very emotional <laughs> experience so maybe that's what you were tapping into like it maybe you are in a form mothering these kids and these families but like it doesn't necessarily have to look like you being a mother you have to be open I think to in dating and relationships and in life like thinking I have this idea of what this thing's going to look like or I think I like this type of guy or this type of girl but maybe you're all of a sudden realizing oh wait it looks yes it's that idea but it looks a little different now that I really dive into it you know because you you are I'm sure very nurturing and mothering and in your line of work yeah I mean I try to be yeah (laughs) but yeah it's the whole having kids thing is just it's so much stress and and then but the other thing is like when when that's one of your goals it's like well should I focus on that because that's really important to me and that's what I want out of my life and that is one of my goals and that's how I see myself or like do I let that go do I put that in the back burner when you're dating and you you really want kids it's hard to know like can I let go of that idea of what it's supposed to look like or am I supposed to focus on it and manifest it sure put all my energy into it which way do I go with that it's really it's confusing and it's also there's so many conflicting ideas out there we were talking about this on a previous episode where it's like okay I'm gonna act like it doesn't matter I'm gonna be cool with it or I'm just gonna be (laughs) present and I'm gonna not focus on something well when you try not to focus on something immediately you focus on the thing because you're talking (laughs) about the thing and your energy is directed there even though you're saying I'm not focused not does not matter but you know what do you think though in dating in LA because you obviously talk about Hollywood and things is something that like you've come across that might have been off-putting or maybe gave you pause and why you've been like eh, I don't really need to date it's not front and center priority anymore where it might have been before I mean there's there's so many great women here but there's I don't if there's great men here there's not that many there's just like like exponentially more great if you're a single great man please come there's there's a shortage of you here in LA um and yeah and the other thing is um I moved into my own place in the last year and like I have this beautiful pink apartment that's like my Barbie dream house (laughs) I I love that there and it's just quiet and like no one touches my stuff or like eats my food and I don't have to like share anything (laughs) and then the more I'm into that too the more I'm like 
you know what? I'm okay right here. <laughs> like, I, I get you. I feel like I had a point in my single dumb where like I was like kind of redid my apartment and like I felt like, yeah, like nobody messed my things up. I'm a little neurotic with like where my things go. So I'm like at my apartment always looks really nice. And like I buy the food that I want. And like it's different when you're in a relationship. Like I come home, I'm like, now I have to clean for 10 minutes because like my fiance and his daughter have messed everything up because they're normal humans. And I don't <laughs> like that thing out of place. Like the coaster's out of place and I need to move it back. But like there is, you have obviously, or what you're saying is I hear enjoying your independence. And that yeah. shifts majorly when you invite someone else into your life and it's okay also like I like that you had that shift so for the past year you've almost been in a honeymoon phase with yourself yeah. yes <laughs> into, like Lauren you always say you're like I don't get to watch reality tv anymore <laughs> because I share a tv and like we obviously have activities and things and like there's very little of that personal time I mean you make up for relaxing in other ways or finding the time to do those things for yourself but like the freedom to just choose what you want to do, where you want to do it, when you want to do it, put the things where you want to put it, spend time. Like no one can tell me to turn off homework. You know why? Cause <laughs> I am in charge. This is my kingdom. If you want to put something else on, get your own TV. If I want my glitter tree up on November 1st, then did you do that? Is that what you did? I mean, I, I, that was my goal. I didn't quite get it there. Cause I was, I got a little busy. My niece was born, sure. but, okay. um, but it's up yeah. and it's going to be up for a solid like two and a half months. I love that. I love it. And you can do that cause no one can tell you no. Yeah, exactly. So were you on dating apps? What were you doing to meet people prior to not really dating so much? Yes, I was definitely on the dating apps. I was on Bumble. I really wanted Bumble to work. Like I'm obsessed with Whitney Wolf Heard. Like her yeah. whole story is incredible to me. Like she was dating. She was one of like the co-founders of Tinder. She was dating one of the guys. They broke up. Then he harassed her to the point where she had to leave and then made an app where women were given the power to make the first move. If anyone's not familiar with I loved story. Bumble when I was on on it I, I, I wanted Bumble to work so bad and I did meet someone I really liked on Bumble um but overall I just I, I wasn't getting that many dates from Bumble and the app that I do recommend to people is Hinge and uh, one friend I recommended that one to she got married to a guy she met on Hinge wow. and then another um my old roommate she moved in with her boyfriend and they've been in a serious relationship for a few years so I think that's the best app out of all the apps but when you've been on them for like seven years you start seeing the same people over and over too yes. or like people you already dated or like you would never date and it's then like, the same that That's you're in, sad. yeah, the city that you're in becomes a lot smaller. All yeah, of a sudden, it's like yeah. we're. It's like hasn't anyone new moved here? Right. Well, and the other thing too, at least for me, what I found is I start looking at these people and I judge them a bit. I'm like, wow, you're still single and you're still on here. What are you doing wrong? And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm still single and I'm still on here. What am I doing wrong? And it's like a weird, sad game of musical chairs that never ends because oh the last couple people are still the same but people. However, there was a time only recently um, that I saw a guy that I met a couple years ago who was married at the time, became, I guess, single because I saw him on Raya. And I was like, shit, I hope we match because... I, we had a connection when we met, but he told me he was married. So now I like had I've been waiting for weeks, basically. To <laughs> I know have, who you're talking about. So, like, um, actually, it's a different person. Oh, shut! I mean, listen. But I know. Hold the on. Story is, but when you date this long in a big in a city like this, like those things happen. There's like 
there's things that repeat. There's like little patterns that happen. It's totally viable to run into somebody and then years later run into them again and mm-hmm. their relationship status has changed and whatever. But isn't that crazy? You find out by way of dating app. You're like, oh, damn. <laughs> they broke up. Oh, this is the gift that keeps on giving is now I find out who's single all of a sudden. And I have pictured myself being like a second wife because I'm like, <laughs> at this rate, I'm 35 years old because it was just my birthday. And I am like, feel like other like if I'm going to date somebody older they had to have been married at least once or have had like a lifetime before me like with you and James like James had a kid like he had a whole lifetime before he met you because he wasn't a spring chicken right at this point neither are we so like if I'm going to date somebody older they're going to have baggage some sort of history I mean maybe they'll have been married but when you're in like a nice neighborhood in LA all the dads are like 55 like let's get real they all have gray hair with like a two-year-old because they're (laughs) they waited you know what they either waited or they had a second relationship and then finally had the kid and that too but yeah it does happen like uh, uh, on an older age range here I think too. I, I think it's because LA attracts people who are serious about their careers mm-hmm. and they have big dreams and big hopes and they see themselves doing something really big and for men their their career is so important to their identity and their confidence and how they feel about themselves and who they are so when they're not like so sure in their career that's like the worst time to date someone because they're just like projecting all over you and they uh, can't stop thinking huh. about it or talking about it yeah like for for me not to humble brag but I have a doctorate degree so sometimes um like men who are underemployed or like not where they want to be in their career they'll be like well you're a doctor and yeah. like you, you're a doctor and then you're a doctor and it's like okay and like, you're like I get it yeah stop saying that it's so awkward but it's it's projection you're right they're like projecting their insecurity onto you. you're like this is me like do we have to it's not a bad thing if you you know have this and they don't you yeah. know and it's weird to me that they have they feel like they have to get to that certain point it's like can't you meet someone while you're working your way up and then like do it together is that so unthinkable (laughs) clearly it is for some people now okay so if you you're clearly not dating right now it's just because that happens to be where you're at what if somebody were to approach you would you be like open to it or do you think you have walls up or you're kind of just like out of practice where would you be in this sort of range I think if I met the right guy and we kind of clicked in person and I'm not opposed to getting back on the dating apps. It's not like I'm, I'm on pause indefinitely. Maybe I'll get back. On. I mean, you know, I think about being on this podcast. I was like, should I get back on the dating apps? You know, you start <laughs> don't thinking do it about for us. It. Yeah. Do you yeah. on the day of recording? Do you like start looking at more men? I was like trying to make eye contact with men at Mendocino Farms. Oh, my and God. Target. And like, yeah. <laughs> like, what's no, but whatever, whatever it takes. So sometimes you're not in the mood. And if something motivates you, whether yeah. it's like I'm coming on someone's podcast or so-and-so just met someone on Hinge, I'm mm-hmm. going to go back on or I watched a Hallmark movie and I want to find that like who fucking care? Nobody cares. <laughs> just do whatever motivates you in that moment. Do it right. Because there's going to be moments where you're like, I don't feel like going on a date tonight, whether that's a year or like four weeks or one night. You have to listen to yourself because you also don't want to go put yourself in a position where you don't feel right. Like, oh, I'm going on this date, but I really don't want to be. Or I really want to be going on this date, but I'm not. And then you're depressed in your own. You enjoy being independent. Like, you're having fun. Yeah, I, I really do. And I I think I'm lucky, too, because I the place that I work at, I have a lot of close relationships with the girls that I work with. And it's like a 
very lovey-dovey counseling heavy place so that it's all we're like all about the feelings and they, they like are so empathetic and everything so we spend like a lot of time talking every day so I get that social aspect of that so maybe if I didn't have that kind of job and I went home and then I was alone again then maybe I would feel more you have a therapeutic like environment yeah and like yeah. close meaningful re- relationships yeah and that fills you that fills like you know I mean not, not to say avoid but it fills your heart yeah so if yeah, your heart definitely. is full in Helps. any capacity whether it be romantic or friendship oriented or family or whatever it is I mean I get a lot of love from my dog so <laughs> yeah, like yeah. sometimes I'm like my heart feels full I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything except like the thing that's very specific like a date <laughs> to something like a plus one or like when everyone else is with their significant others I'm like oh it would be nice to have a significant other but mm-hmm. if like you know when you were younger in your 20s and a lot of people are single you don't really focus on finding somebody because you're like well everyone's single yeah. if I got in a relationship it would actually ruin that dynamic of being <laughs> single and I'd yeah. miss out on things and then that's where FOMO comes from yeah but I had that one in my early 20s like yeah. my girlfriends were single and I was in a relationship and I was like they go out without they like didn't invite me out and like went out and I would be like "Mm." I mean it kind of sucked but because they didn't really include me but I had that I'm like I want to go out with them like and they just didn't include me well I know the grass is always greener but it's the thing is is that like if your heart feels full in any capacity you don't feel like you're missing out in other areas necessarily because you have a full heart. So like yeah. you have a full heart from work and you might come home and be like, shit, my heart's full. You know what's going to make it even fuller? Watching The Real Housewives. And eating yeah. what I want. Nobody's yeah, doing, touching my doing food. Doing my own thing, yeah. how I want to do it, when I want to do it. The other thing that definitely changes so much from your 20s to your 30s, for me at least, is I used to be like a much bigger drinker, partier. And like when you're going out and you're like binge drinking like totally. it's so much easier to meet people to connect to people like after three drinks I can like have chemistry with literally anyone mm-hmm. like so it's it's a very different feeling when you aren't doing that anymore you're not interested in doing that anymore it's a lot harder to meet people yeah. in real life and then when you live in a city too you spend so much time like living in Hollywood um I walked around with headphones and like with a specific vibe like please do not talk to me because there's so many crazy people out there you sure. literally have to be like you look closed off shut yeah. down, like do not speak to me yeah no because you don't want to have to like be it sometimes it doesn't feel safe or for whatever yeah. reason you're just like you look unavailable and then that just becomes a habit and you want to try to like you know like you said trying to make eye contact with people at yeah. target or alfred coffee <laughs> like that does actually help but like speaking about hollywood let's go back to that for a second and dating in hollywood like Let's talk about how maybe not another city gets this, but like reality TV comes into play when you're in ho- it d- major. I mean, you see this reality TV stars out. It's a huge part of like the way the city works. It's a massive part of the industry. And we've then, been approached for shows. Okay. We, I was so, going to say, I, I that's knew when we're I going. sent that to you yeah. that you all had to have been approached for oh, shows too. All of us. I was I've, casting directors. Listen, they'll find you. <laughs> I went real far in the casting round for The Bachelor. Ooh. Like I, we all have been on dating show thing so tell us wait wait no I want to go back to you what what made you stop with the bachelor what was your point (laughs) where it's no I actually in all fairness have a friend that is a a, was a producer I became better friends with her after the fact but she knew through a contact that I was single and bring her in and there was all these rounds and I went in to like interview with the producers 
I stopped it for myself because, and it, it would have never worked out, but they asked me, what are deal breakers for you? And I said, I don't really like blonde guys and I don't really like super religious guys. And it was, <laughs> oh, no, it was um, Sean Lowe's, like, Sean Lowe's. He said, it would have been never worked anyway. So it was like, but I mean, I think that question wasn't answered until that point. And they were probably like, oh, she's, oh, I do oh, remember specific. my friend saying she they were like, so oh no, specific. she's not going to like him. We cannot have her on. And that was like done deal at that point. But anyway, it'd be all be, if you're single long enough here, you're either seeing people on the dating apps or people you've dated, things start happening. You're also a bound to be approached by some sort of reality TV situation. They find you, they hunt you down. They slide into yeah. your DMs. How yeah. does yeah. it work? Like, yeah. have you been approached? Exactly. Yeah. On Instagram, they, they DM you and they say, Hey, I, I like your stuff. I'm a casting agent and here's some information. And they are legit. It's not creepy. Like sure. yeah, sometimes it's, it's a women. real thing. Like they, yeah. and then, um, so for that show dating hashtag no filter, Mm -hmm. I did, I did some, some interviews with them like um on camera and then they were saying some stuff and I realized they're trying to like come up with who my character is like who am I like I'm that gr- I'm the girl that blah 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 yeah and it was like turning out to be like not what I wanted I was yeah. like I don't want to put that out there but there's like a balance of that optimism of like wait maybe this could be cute and like oh my god what if I did meet someone on and especially people who are um in relationships or live other places like their idea of what that could be like is so magical in their brains and then they start kind of influencing you like maybe I should try it Mm -hmm. but uh, well don't you think also like the fact that we live in LA and that is some form of like a how to meet someone yeah because, <laughs> because we okay it's hard to meet people in person anymore because people are so spread out or they're tired after work or they have their headphones yeah. in like you said and yeah. also honestly the older you get the more responsibility you have and the less energy you have for anything and outside the less of binge drinking you're doing <laughs> right yes. but also like you want to succeed so you put a lot of energy into whatever you're doing and like ultimately you might not have energy then to exert elsewhere especially in like a trial and error situation where you're taking a chance on a stranger so when you're approached to do these dating shows don't you find that like you're like oh I get this opportunity other people don't I've seen success stories I've seen some bachelor and it could be a cute way to meet somebody that is still true Mm -hmm. could be super cute but like also you are running the risk of sort of your reputation doing yes, it on yeah, live tv like an idiot, yeah being embarrassed right and what you do and what it sounds like obviously you take your education very seriously it could probably maybe affect that in some way it's a risk on that end as well yeah I mean yeah it, it is and it is and it's not like there's so many people who have been on tv at this point I feel like it's just such a drop in the bucket like but yeah, the idea was cute to me. And then for the dating hashtag no filter, if, if anyone's not seen the show, it they have comedians like giving feedback while the date's happening. They're saying like advice or like, I can't believe they said that. And I was like, maybe I need that. Maybe I need someone to watch me on a date well, and figure out what the heck I'm doing. I think your outlook is is great. It's very balanced, right? Like there are all of those you're allowed to feel all of those emotions right it's not just like no this date this show would suck because it's going to make me look bad like you're also like okay that's a risk but also I could be meeting somebody I could actually be getting good advice that would help me or what this could be fun it could be a cute story or it could be disastrous all of those things are real as long as you're able to accept that I think in dating especially like I'm about to go on this date it could be good it could not be like all of those possibilities are real. Yeah, I mean, in terms of you specifically, I think it's, like, great that you are open to certain, like, vehicles for which you might meet somebody, but also realistic about it and also reflective about the fact that, like, 
hey, if I did go on the show, maybe I would actually see what I've been doing because yeah. maybe there is a thing. <laughs> but I I mean, the it. fact that you're even self-aware <laughs> in a world that we live in where people have these personas and these filters and these things they create and this exterior that they present on Instagram that, or huh. even dating apps. Like, yeah. you're curating what you want mm-hmm. people to see. You're not showing the bad things that you're... Like I, Lauren, like I mean, you probably didn't put in your Insta your dating profile years ago that you're neurotic about coasters. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should have though, because I, I am neurotic about coasters and other. I mean, things. At this point, my profile is like super alienating, and what I want it. Say? I want it that way. It says very specifically, like I'm looking for the classic movie kind of love that I saw in old Hollywood movies. If we're mm-hmm. going there, um, I want you to show up. I want you to be, I want you to be, I want to be inspired by you and I want you to be inspired by me. And I want you to be a class act. If you're not those things, move the fuck along. I didn't yeah. write fuck because I thought I'd get flags, but that's what I meant. <laughs> that was yeah. the like energy behind what I was saying. I was like, move along. If yeah. you're not here for the real deal, my friends, I think that's sucker. fair. I think that's fair. And be listen, you want to present the real you, if someone's going to like it, it's, not everyone is everyone's cup of tea. You don't want to put out this fake vibe. And that's another thing we need to get into is how to spot a future fake. <laughs> and what the hell is a future fake? Because <laughs> listen, I have some things to say about this. So well, let's you wrote talk, an article yes, about it. This so is, tell yes. us what you, you guys, experienced. If you have not read this article, read it because I read it and was like, I dated this future faker. <laughs> she is talking about this guy that I dated. And I feel like if I thought that everyone else can relate. So, or don't read the article. Just listen to her yeah. right now. Cause we have her in person and this is our gift to you on Christmas. Yeah, so a future faker is when you meet someone and you're hitting it off and you're having a good time and they, you know, maybe they have a lot of um, qualities that you're looking for in someone. Like this guy, he... um, what's that thing um like doctors without borders he was like something like that he was a doctor like yeah. doing surgery for like like charitable for, like, children. Yeah. you assume that person is such a good human because they give back and like in such an incredible deep profound it way it really does not necessarily mean that Let's no be real. tell us no. more uh but it, he's like you know we're having fun together we're laughing together we're having a great conversation we're having a good time you're like oh my god prince charming has yeah, really arrived oh it's what they say it's happening um, and then he was on our second date. He was talking about like um, it was the winter time, so he was like, "Yeah." And then we can go skiing. And then when we go to like Big Bear, and we can like stay in the cabin, or like when we go to this place, we have to eat at this restaurant. And I've had this happen on dates before, and it can be like really exciting. You're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh!" Because my brain's already ten years down the future. Like I can always see the big picture of everything that's happening in the peripheral. Like I'm always like ahead. I'm trying to be in the moment, but I can always like fast forward things too. So when they're saying that, I'm like, "Oh my god!" They see this too. Yeah. This is gonna be amazing we're gonna travel we're gonna eat these places and see yeah. these places and they can imagine themselves like being with me yeah the fact um, that even like yeah. okay I think maybe going back to like the difference between males and females like we talked about at the top of the show but you don't expect a guy to talk about the future because like I think we've been so conditioned as females to think that like don't broach that subject. Don't push too hard. Yeah. Don't get more serious than they are. Match their energy. Um, you know, don't talk too far in advance because like you might sound too eager. You got to play cool. All of these things that we've told ourselves as females, we have to do because we're sort of letting them also lead when they do lead and they talk about the future. You're like, it's Oh my hard gosh, this not to so gung ho yes. about me. Yeah. It's, it's it sounds like they're really into you. Yeah. 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 It's um, hard to ignore. 
But no, you're excited but about then it. How do you're you like, finally how someone's super you, into it? How do you then know at that point that that's not real? Like what? Where does that click in your mind where you're like, hold on a second? Because I bet you there are small percentages of the time where maybe someone just moves fast and it's a man and he means all those things and all those things happen and then yeah, you get married yeah. and have babies or yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course we've all heard those stories too or have those friends right. that that right. happened to and but you're like, like, maybe it's my turn finally. Right. But how do, you, how do you spot this faker? But also you want it well we can get to there but we want to get to a point where we're like not being cynical about every guy that says something nice too but in that moment with this guy right then he's talking about date number two he's talking about vacations like you're like into it yeah and and it made sense of the conversation it wasn't like so crazy and out of left field or anything like that for him to be like oh maybe we could do this um and so I I remain like cautiously optimistic which I would recommend (laughs) like maybe this could happen but I think the thing is to like wait it out and then sometimes you never hear from those people again and you're like what the fuck are you kidding me that, like I thought they were so into me they were talking about our ski trip we're gonna have together like, so, so like ghosted you after the, the two dates oh god this is like years ago I'm like I don't know I don't remember if they if he totally ghosted me I didn't see him again okay no, I know that much god that, how bizarre right like what <laughs> so bizarre. Then, wait the danger on that is is so then you start blaming yourself yeah. right like what did I do what did I say like that's dangerous mm-hmm. you don't want to start doing how do you prevent yourself from doing that we like taking the blame for somebody ghosting like, yeah at what point is it on them and how much of it is on you oh god <laughs> I don't know. That's like an existential question. Well, <laughs> well I guess in terms of, of like what we call a future faker, mm-hmm. you know, why do you think that they're even faking the future? Why are they going so far as planning these fictitious things? Yeah. So so the whole uh, what I wrote about is how sometimes guys will do that to um, like trick you into feeling more intimate with them or like you have a form of intimacy or a bond there that's not actually there because you don't really know each other and you're strangers Uh, yeah um and it can make you feel more comfortable with them and maybe um maybe you have sex with them a little bit sooner than you would normally do it because you're like well he sees this future with me we're gonna go on all these amazing magical dates like of course I can have sex totally. with this guy because like you know we're going to Big Bear it's yeah gonna be fine. <laughs> well, well you feel like fine you feel Bear. like if you're connecting on another level like oh we're connecting on like future plans whatever that might be then it does co- sort of open this vulnerable moment so it yeah. could trick you into thinking like that you feel comfortable doing something like that yeah so I think some guys do it on purpose because they know that works and a lot of guys don't aren't actually thinking about it but they just do it and don't don't think about the repercussions of like oh that was shitty that I was like we're gonna do all this stuff and then I just never talked to her again what's wrong with me Yeah. yeah you would hope that people were more sensitive and um not delicate but like Thoughtful. Thoughtful with your feelings. Yeah. If you involve another human being in your life at any time for any amount of time, like you would think somebody would be careful with your heart or you would hope to be and you the case. and you should in the dating and relationship world also be cognizant of the same on your end. I mean, it's a two way street. So absolutely. I mean, again, the theme of Christmas, like giving back, like and we've had, you know, Dr. Kate Balistrieri on our show talking about being the mirror, you know, like, I'm not the mirror, but you want to think about what you can give to a relationship. So yeah, yeah. if you're not giving thoughtfulness, if you're not, if you're just like going through dates thinking about like, I just want to have a good time and I'm going to say whatever comes to mind and I don't care what happens after or like who gets hurt. Like you're not showing up for people and you're not being a good human, I think. Oh, I agree. 
Yeah. I have to say my other future faker that happened after yes. this article. Um, we had been on a couple like really magical dates and then he was he had just moved to L.A. like pretty recently. And he was like, make a list of all the restaurants that you want to eat at. And like and so we can go together. And that's like my dream like, right? in life in a relationship. That's a like, great yes. thing. Yeah. And then we never had another date again. So what the hell was the point then? <laughs> so what do you think happened? Yeah, uh, we. I went on like a short trip after that and we were in touch and then I I, I don't I don't know like it I lost don't know. momentum no one ever tells me um what happens I'm like how specific do I want to get but he he we had plans to hang out like on a Sunday night after that and he texted me at like um eight and was like I don't think it's gonna be till like 9 30 or 10 on a I'm, Sunday and he said I'm at work still on a Sunday mm. On the Lord's Day. <laughs> what was he doing? Saving lives or bartending bar? I don't I don't know. I don't know. And I I told him I was trying to be honest with him. I was like, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings that you couldn't like make that time for me. We made that plan and yeah. I can't be up that late on a freaking school night. Like, yeah. <laughs> give me a break. And then we just never went on a date again. I think that at that point, you have to start paying attention to the effort that somebody gives. And you sort of said this in the article, I believe, that you were like, if, if someone's not taking the time, making the time for you, like it's not, you can't blame yourself. It's just yeah. they're not, for whatever reason, they're not doing it. And you can't trick yourself into thinking like you did something wrong to be treated that way. That's just, they're just not willing for whatever reason to go the extra mile. And it could be different every time. Like they're just not that into you or they're, an ex-girlfriend came back into their life or who knows. Or maybe dating's not really a priority for them or maybe they felt gassy that day we don't know <laughs> yeah we don't know I mean you know we, we've canceled dates for less I mean I I've canceled dates because I'm like hungover and I'm like oh I, some medical emergency came up yeah you know like who the fuck knows or like I need a couple hours you know what I need a couple of days yeah like, <laughs> and lord only knows how many times I've done that because I was not physically in the mood yeah to yeah. go on a date and like had nothing to do with the other person it was more just like and I in, was in the and space in the we don't know in the beginning stages it's hard after date number one or two to like tell yourself well if I really like them or if they really liked me it wouldn't matter and that could be true to an extent but when you're still getting to know somebody something like that like being tired like for example you could have said okay I'm gonna wait till 10 30 yeah, at night but yeah. you were you had a boundary on that yes and yes, he exactly so both of you had something that was like preventing it from going on and neither one of you were like able to say to yourselves okay I'm willing to do this thing for this person so that could have been a sign that like okay well it just wasn't gonna go any further anyway absolutely I think you spared yourself because if you have a spidey sense I mean this is just anybody if you have a spidey sense that something is not right and I, I hate when men are like Oh, you're being crazy. Crazy. No, no. I have an intuition that something is up. I can feel it. I can't put my finger on it and I can't put it into words because I actually don't know what it is, but I have a sense. You might have had a sense that day. You know what? This guy keeps blowing me off later and later. I actually feel like he's not putting any effort in and this is not not going to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, And you said your piece and I think saying your piece, I don't know if you went home and felt like or if you were home and were like, Man, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah, that definitely went through my head. But, like, of course. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, 
what you did was like Lauren said, set a boundary and also knew something was not right. Yeah. A reason, a very reasonable boundary that in the past I've learned the lesson the hard way where I have stayed up. I have been like, Oh, that's okay. It's okay that you're two hours late for the date. It's okay that we had to like systematic though. And that's a smaller example of a bigger issue because then you're in a relationship. All of a sudden you're three months in and this person keeps pushing dates off because they're busy at work air quote and you start to get resentful because you keep getting put and then all of a sudden it's like and then he has the excuse to go well this is it's always been this way now all of a sudden you have a problem with it you were right in the beginning to be like I well I'm actually kind of have hurt feelings guess what he could have said oh my god I'm so sorry actually that was really inconsiderate of me I really don't want you to get the wrong impression I love hanging out with you can we please see each other tomorrow if you're free you would have yeah. probably been like great and then yeah. it would have been fine yeah yeah exactly and and I felt good about that so I did feel nervous like oh am I gonna mess this up this I was so excited about this guy like I felt really like we really connected well and, and you wanted to go so to all scared. those restaurants and you wanted to go to all the restaurants on the list we're having a good time um so it was hard to make that but then afterwards I was like I feel good about what I said I feel good about standing up for myself it wasn't one date and then I was like taking a stand like how dare you treat me like this when they don't know me like we had been talking for like a month we had hung out there was enough time there was enough time it was enough time to be like that kind of hurt my feelings yeah and that's totally and reasonable and that's I think how you get to the point where then you don't blame yourself like yes you could ask yourself the question should I not have said that but it stops there then you just don't keep going it was my fault or don't be around girlfriends that are like, well, if you didn't, if you had slept with him a little later, then he would have stayed around. Or had you not said that to him, then maybe he wouldn't have like, that's all such dangerous dialogue. If it's in your own head or if someone's saying it to you, because you know, like you said, Lindsay, I felt confident on what I said. That's what I wanted. And maybe you do take a pause to reflect like, should I have said it differently or whatever? But at the end of the day, that's what you wanted. And that's what you said. And now you feel great about it. Yeah, and and it shows that I respect myself too a lot, which I mean any man should respect. Of course. So, so it's I think that yeah, overall I feel good at, about it at the end of the day. But you know what's funny about that one too is um, I was listening to your episode where you're talking about like manifesting um, and what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to picture things and meaning you're half orange. <laughs> yes, yes, that one. Um, so every day when I would drive home, I would drive by this like nice building on uh, La Brea, and I was like, I want to someone that lives in that building like very geographically desirable so specific I love it I love that (laughs) like you know convenient like it's a nice building like they have to have some money to live there they can't be totally broke like this would really work well for me and then I went on this date with this guy from Bumble and then after the date he was like oh I live near you I live at the this Shut building your mouth like, no. no did you think he was the one because of that uh, but that's the guy who this is oh. the same guy okay but this hold on <laughs> so maybe that was not the right guy in some areas but you have to now at least pay attention to the fact that your energy has power I know that yeah, sounds yeah, so that, it was so crazy that it was like so specific so, but then I was like maybe it's because I said I want to date someone that lives in that building and I did I did date someone so now, I, was, I wasn't like I want to be in a relationship so now get more, get more specific, get more specific more. and <laughs> then tack onto it some of the things that maybe and just if you're using that example was missing right like mm-hmm. I want to be in a healthy relationship with someone who lives in this building or one like it who will be committed and show up and respect my boundaries yeah right and also make me a priority and um 
but be appreciative of my time. How mm-hmm. long did you, that is so crazy. <laughs> how long do you think you manifested that like thought? I think that it was, it was probably like months or maybe even more than a year, but it's not like every single day. Sure. It's just like sometimes when you're bored and you're driving home and you like, and you're like, if I could just find someone that lives right there, that would I really love, work well for me. I love schedule. that actually. You know what? That is a good way. We talk a lot on the show about like making a list and like of the things that checking you want. Checking it twice. <laughs> yes. Checking it twice for Santa. But that could be a helpful way to approach making a list for yourself if it that it sort of triggers your like imagination better right yeah, like yeah. that building to you represented some things that mm-hmm. then awoke your senses to say these things are important to me that building is nice okay so I need someone who lives close to me I need someone who has a certain like type of job that like they feel like they can take care of themselves or whatever mm-hmm. I all of those things came from this visual building for you so that could be a good way to build a list like you see something and you think to yourself what do those things represent for me someone can afford the rent meaning that they have a good job they're ambitious yeah they're uh they can pay their rent so they're committed and they're not going to gonna project onto you all their insecurities about the fact that you you have a doctorate and they don't like that's probably not going to be an issue with they might be like your that. equal and yes. maybe you looked at that building you're like oh somebody that lives here would be somebody i respect yeah, yeah. Or it might be like a YouTube rapper or something. We but don't know because it's LA. LA and so guys, it could be dating in Hollywood, way. you date, you, you, you have the people that are trust fund babies to influencers to people that I don't even know what oh, the fuck they but do. But listen, so you could find respect in some, I mean, if someone's a YouTube rapper, like that's their, and their talent is like awesome <laughs> to you. You're like, talent, great. Yes, it could, it could be just the right YouTube rapper. But I was going to say, the other thing that that story reminds me of too is how much I have gotten from dating. So if you're, if you're like us and have been dating for like 10 plus years and you've dated I've dated hundreds of people yep. I've been on many 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 dates with all different kinds of people from all over the world who looked different who acted different um, and that can feel kind of draining but thinking about all of the things that I all the positive things that I got from them like whether it was like the a, gifts. <laughs> a yeah. gift whether it was like a tv show I would never would have watched that sure. they recommended or like an experience that I had with them or like um that guy specifically was super encouraging and like I was thinking about moving to that new apartment and he was just like so positive and like like you can do it and I was like oh, God, oh I, I can I had a guy that worked in banking tell me like what I needed to do with my money I yeah. went and did all those things yeah and I was like man I just got free financial advice and wine and food yeah I am winning that's a thing too dating is exhausting but if you can extract those little gems from Mm -hmm. each date like that yeah and then maybe that helped push you into moving into this place where now you're like living your best life yeah so so I try to focus on those things when I do get (laughs) dragged down but it's it's hard when you have the unknown it's hard to be like is this worth my energy yeah (laughs) right I mean if you're not super excited about something like you see so many memes on Instagram it's like if it's not a hell yes it's a no but you don't always know what's going to be a hell yes because for instance I got great financial advice and he was a very nice guy and so you know, it's a, there's it wasn't a journey. the worst thing that ever it, happened There's to me. a journey. It's There's a gray area there. Yes, for the most part, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. But at the, you know when that moment comes. Like the first couple times you're going out on a date with someone, you got to like be, you got to succumb to the journey. There's journey. things that you need to discover and get to know about. And you can't put too many 
too much pressure on yourself to like spot the future faker. These are helpful tips. Like if they're, if they're saying a lot of things and not following with actions, like that's a tip, but you got to let that, you can't just one time be like, Oh, you said this one thing and didn't do it. Goodbye. Like you have to let it play out a little. Exactly. Like give someone the benefit of the doubt, but also trust your gut and trust your intuition and don't let it go too far and set your boundaries that are totally reasonable and healthy. And, and I feel like, um, I don't know if, if you all have ever had this where over the holidays you're dating someone and then you go home to like visit your family. Where does your family live? I'm from San Francisco originally. Okay. Yeah. So you like, you're like home visiting your family and you had just met someone and you had like gone on a few dates and like you're really excited about them. And then they're like, they want to like FaceTime your grandma. Like you're hearing from them like all day, every day. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to go back and like live my best life with this person or the opposite. And like all of a sudden you don't hear from them. Yeah. There's, and you're like, wait a minute. Like, wait. You're like looking around. You're like, where did they go? Where did they go? Well, right. I think like, you, what the goal, I think that call me on Christmas. Yo, the healthy thing there is to keep like a normal level of communication. Like you don't need to be FaceTiming with my grandma, but also like you could say hi once a day. Yeah. And, right. and something that I know I'm looking for is that I've said for a long time is someone that is obsessed with me, but not crazy. And so I do want someone who yeah. would be like missing me and saying things like that. So those have been signs, um, in the past where if a guy like just totally fell off, I was like, this guy is not that into me, yeah. like very clear. So don't tell yourself any, any lies about how they're busy with their grandma like they yeah. just don't make excuses we're all on our phone don't make you excuses figure it out. especially if you're the type of person who knows you need a certain level of communi- communication and yeah. attention it, it's not a bad thing some people need it less than others some people want it less than some people whatever everyone has wants and needs and they're all different so if that's what you require then and that guy's not giving it to you don't blame yourself I should have done this thing or oh no he's just busy like it doesn't matter what the reason is it's not giving you what you want so goodbye also I think there's a sense of like we go into a place of deciding where it being insecure versus yeah actually I feel that this is inconsistent to somebody's behavior that they've had consistently throughout sure and just like realizing the difference there and it's fair to say hey you're actually like there's a temperature I I detect a temperature change is something I like to say like the temperature changed a little what's up yeah Mm -hmm. and like knowing that you like I guess trusting yourself I mean this has been a theme that keeps coming up on our show but trusting your intuition and your um, evaluation of a scenario because if you are the same but somebody else is acting differently mm-hmm. it's not you yeah it's them yeah yeah um one really weird one that happened where I was like I have found my husband <gasps> like I I'm so excited is I met this guy at a club of all places oh god um, so well <laughs> yes it was those like, are still around was like the last time I went to the club it, it, it was a while ago maybe like six years ago okay, or something few, like that like Got I woke it. up with him the next day like I, I didn't know his name like, oh, but like this. he was so charming this like English guy love it totally oh the it British off. yes but they're uncircumcised a lot of them well, still <laughs> a problem for me yeah. they, well, deal breaker <laughs> once everything <laughs> is getting played in action you don't even know the difference I know I pointed yeah. out one the only well, one and I was listen, like oh that's not right yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> so this guy, you so you, why do you think he was going to be your husband? Um, 
he just was really into me. We were having like a blast. He was like introducing me to his close friends and just, I don't know, all these things that we were talking about. It was kind of like future fakey adjacent, but it was exciting and he was consistent and he was showing up and things like that. Um, and then he took me like on a date to like my favorite restaurant in LA and like all this stuff, which was very exciting. And then I went home for the holidays and then he's like trying to FaceTime my grandma and like, you know, so just this really happened. So that's yes, thing. Yes. yes. And then, and then he like fell off and I was like, what happened here? <laughs> like things were going very well and now you're, where, where are you? How, why would it, like the reason behind that? It's like, what would you even guess? This is one of the weirdest ones, which at this, even to this day, I'm still like, was that the truth? Was that actually what happened? So he told me that he had gone back to England and found out that he had a one-year-old child with someone that he had dated previously that he didn't know about and that he was just finding out about. And he told me that he was trying to like wrap his head around it and it really threw him for a loop. And I'm like, I mean, that would throw anyone for a loop, I guess. Wow. So that's... I believe it. I mean, just in the world that we live in. But so then he was wrapping his head around it, but forever or like where where did he did he die? What happened? He, I mean, he came back a little bit. We went on one more date, but I after that after you're sort that, of like yeah. And how he was acting after that, I was just like, this is yeah. going to be too much of it. Just a huge distraction, sure, obviously. Sure. But then looking back, I'm like, was that a insane elaborate lie or was either like way truth? it sounds like you trusted your intuition because he was either going to be distracted or he's a big fat crazy liar so yeah no thank you to all of that and not a world you want to live why in. would you before we wrap why would you consider like taking a break from dating maybe a gift Potentially, like if someone wanted to just like detox from dating and like not talk about relationships around the holidays and like not care that they don't have a New Year's date, like you're so confidently independent and having a great time being single and just doing you like why would that why could that be a gift for somebody else? Yeah, it's it's really nice to give yourself the time and space to really reflect on who you are Mm -hmm. and who you want to be and what you want to build and what your legacy is so beyond just like watching real housewives and eating food like like I am in therapy this year like I am trying to work on myself I am I have been like little things like trying to make my apartment look nicer trying to make my clothes look nicer just trying to you know be the future me who I I I could see in my mind and then I'm like what am I waiting for yeah like just trying to become that part to figure out who that is what I want to do like I started um I started a second whole blog, which is all about audiology and like I'm helping all these parents online and I wouldn't have the time or the space or the energy to do that. And I would really, really resent having to go on a date like the way that I was feeling back when I was dating. It's like at the end of that day and you're like, okay, like I'm going to do this. Like, here we go. It's like pulling teeth. Yeah, I try to really um, if I say I'm going to go on a date, I try to always follow through with that because it drives me insane when people cancel last minute on me. So if I say I'm going to do it I'll show up no matter how and you want to show up you want to show up you no matter how but you want to show up like ready and present you don't want to be like annoyed that you're there yeah you have to give yourself that whole pep talk and everything like that so when you take a break and you give yourself that space and you really like tune into what is it that I want and what am I looking for you can get a lot of clarity and a lot of confidence and a lot of um 
yeah, just clarity of like the path of like what's next and what am I looking for and how would someone fit into my life and how do I see that person and not so much like I have to be a mom and I have to find a perfect husband and yes. I have to have it like this. and Not it, checking off a list, but really d- discovering what you require for your wants and needs and to make yourself happy. Right. It sounds like you're putting yourself first, which I know a lot of people say that and then it sounds very selfish, but what it really means is you're actually living your own life for you. Versus all these exterior like expectations like about having kids like that could come from any number of things like your parents are pressuring you or because you think your society yeah right really rough exactly asking you over and over and over and then they're sad if you're not right and they feel bad for you and they shame you oh but you're such a catch why not and you're like oh. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. How about I'm such a catch that I want a catch as well? Or how about I d- am fine the way I am right. now? I don't really care to look for that right now. That's not a priority well, like for I'm me. I'm having a great full life. I get to and eat my own anything. food and I get to make my apartment <laughs> look the way I want it to look. Like there are p- upsides to like having an independent life. It's not all about like make it a, you're a failure if you don't find the one. Like maybe that's just not in the cards also, for you right now. We don't now. die at 40 from exactly. fucking dysteria <laughs> anymore. So my <laughs> Oregon Trail will continue on. Yes. Yeah. The other thing that that my aunt told me that she said to me that that helped too. She was like Listen, you're like a specialty item at like a specialty grocery store. Like you're not for everyone and everyone's not for you. And I totally agree. Like that was not an insult for me. I was like, no. 100%. Like I am looking for something specific and like I am not for everyone. So that kind of gave me like a little bit of solace too, to be like, you know what? That That's right. Like that is how it is. And it's not because I'm too picky or I'm too... I'm not ready enough or I'm not manifesting enough or I'm not letting it all go enough or I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. There's like, no blame there. It's just that you're a, a more unique individual and you recognize that and people who know you recognize that. And so it's going to be, there's just going to be, it's going to take time potentially because of that or maybe not. Who knows? I feel the same way though, in terms of what you're saying about the specialty item. It's like, I also don't want to be just like a run of the mill person and I'm never going to settle for just a whoever it is that's single. Like that's yeah. just never going to be me. I have a very specific personality and I hate a lot of things and I love a lot of things and like I am who I am and I'm loud and I'm also lazy and I'm tired and I also have all the energy in the world. So like <laughs> somebody has to like really wow me for me to want to fit them into this life I've created for myself. Yeah. Right. So at this point I feel like I'm the specialty item and I'm looking for my specialty partner. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want it. That's the point. Uh, It's just going to actually take my my life down a notch. It's going to hinder me because I'm going to have to put effort into somebody else who, like, I might have to carry the load there. I might have to, like, build them up. You know when that's happening. Don't make excuses like we talked about. You know what you want. Taking time out of whether it's a, a day or a week or a year giving yourself a little bit of break to like of a break to work on yourself and discover things that really matter to you. That's important. So that give that gift to yourself this year, guys. Honestly, I sometimes see people in relationships too. And I'm like, I don't want that. So like, uh, I, these, this guy I know is like whistling in the morning, like early in the morning. And I just like tried to give him like a dirty, like, what are you, it's like yeah. 630 in the morning. Like, why are you whistling? Calm down. And then I asked the girl, I'm like, I'm like, what's the deal with the whistling? She's like, oh, he does that every day. And I'm like, every day. Oh my God. Your you're like, you're and you love him still. <laughs> and yeah. I told my other guy friend that, and he's like, oh, my wife won't let me whistle either. And I was like, what's with the whistling? That's a why thing. Why are men whistling? No, you know what? It's never going to be a thing for me. No one will whistle in my presence. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Unless you're whistling at the dog 
There's no whistling. Yeah. I mean, listen, there are some compromises that happen in a relationship, but like, yes, this is all just examples of things like that you have to sort of accept when someone else is in your life and people are people and everyone's different. So sometimes you're like, why are you saying hi to everyone on the street right now? Like, that's really annoying. But it's, that's James. He's like, hello, how are you today? We're on a walk. And I'm like, I must be such a bitch because I don't say it does. But at the same token, it does teach you things about yourself. Like maybe I should be a little more friendly. Like, so there's, there's a dichotomy. There's a a flip side to everything. The thing too about it is, is like James is so great and wonderful and like friendly and loving. And that's what you love about him. So like, yes, the things he does throughout the day that you wouldn't have never, you wouldn't have done yourself. You're like, Oh wait, this is very characteristic of his personality and why I love him. So now I'm like, Oh, Okay. He does that because he's so great. Yeah. No, it is a good thing. But it's also, not about do him. I have to I'm, do that I'm too? Poking, no, I'm poking fun. It is a good thing. Whistling is like a cheery thing. It's fun. No, but I like want no one to whistle. No. Whistle at my dog. Otherwise well, die. I, I think take, take a break from dating and take a break from whistling everyone out there. Before New Year's comes, maybe take time to reflect about what you think you could do to take a break to help like reset yourself right it's a lot of happening during the holidays let's reset and if you want to follow Lindsay on more of her journeys and hear more about dating and relationships or anything that has to do with Hollywood or makeup tips or anything like that where audiology or audiology (laughs) where can everyone find you on Instagram, it's at blushing in Hollywood, and then blushing with Hollywood and blushing in Hollywood.com is my blog. Um, and come send me a DM if you listen to this and if you can relate or if you want to talk about this. I am in. I'm open. I yep. can talk about anything, and and I want to hear other people's stories. I asked before I came here for other people to tell me, and people told me all different stories. They hadn't Great. been on a date in one month, one year, ten years. Then they went on two dates and found their husband. Wow, and like all different stories. So it's so interesting. Keep them coming. And maybe we'll have to have you back on again in the new year to talk about some of those stories and reflect back on, see where we're all at again after we took some time out. Um, Okay, great. Thank you so much, Lindsay. That was awesome. And don't forget to tune in next week for our all new dating and relationshipy episode, uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day episode with our second date with Susan Bratton. We're excited. We're going to talk about um, sex trends of 2020. And some resolutions you might might, want to make. I might want to have sex. Yes, and that too. You could decide that you want to have sex Maybe. with not a future faker. Please no. keep that in mind. We know that that's off limits and definitely no whistlers. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on all the social media outlet platforms at Complicated Show. And it's complicated wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets as well or near your your Christmas tree. Not <laughs> whistling. Not whistling, but hanging out because I love Santa and I wish he would marry me. Well, maybe that's your future right there. I'm going to manifest it so hard. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy, happy holidays. And we'll be, we will be back for New Year's Day. Oh, we'll be back next year. Oh my gosh. We'll see you next year. All right. Love you a long time. Bye. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 